I'm Jessica Johnson Cope. And I'm Waleed Cope. This, this is, is Commerce and Chill. And we're back. Welcome to the latest episode of the Commerce and Chill podcast. I'm Jessica Johnson Cope. I'm Waleed. Hi, Wally. Hi. How you doing? I'm alive. What are we talking about today? We're talking about you down with PPP. I ain't got mine, so I ain't down with it. Oh, come on, man. You must got yours. That's why you want to talk about it. I haven't gotten it yet, but I want to talk to the good people about PPP. We're all familiar with OPP, right? The famous song from Naughty by Nature from the 90s. Shout out to all the 90s kids and kittens. Yeah. But now PPP has taken on new meaning. PPP stands for the Paycheck Protection Program, which is initiated by the U.S. Small Business Administration as part of the CARES Act. We're not going to say the C word, but the CARES Act was signed into legislation back in March uh, due to the unprecedented, unprecedented impact um, on the economy that our current crisis has made. Mm -hmm. And the Paycheck Protection Program is one way that the federal government is trying to help stimulate small businesses, uh, help them to stay in business, help them to keep their employees paid, and to have a hope for a better future once we get through this thing. So, All right, somebody stimulate me then. <laughs> Why are you not stimulated at the thought of, quote unquote, free money? Because first of all, nothing's free. Two, I don't need the thought to stimulate me. To stimulate my business means put the cash in my business. So I don't need the thought of getting PPP money or some cash injection. I need cash injection to stimulate the business. Simple. Okay. But we could think about it and talk about it, but it ain't going to stimulate it. Okay, well, let me tell you how I got stimulated. I was telling the content team earlier, um, you were listening to a podcast or webinar earlier today. It was a call. A call, oh my goodness, we take in so much content, I can't keep up with what's what. It was a call. Okay, so tell us about your, call. what was your conference call about this morning? It was about the dry cleaning industry and COVID-19. Okay. And what were you, the nuggets that you took away from your conference call about the dry cleaning industry? Uh, like, I don't remember 100% like what they were saying because it, it was people talking about a lot of different things. And I was kind of just had it on to take up the, um, the air and listen in the background. But it was, um, it was just people talking about what's going on, like how it's affecting their business. Some people were like they got their PPP money in like four days, some crazy shit like that. I'm sorry wrong podcast and some craziness like that and i'm just like what there's like oh yeah i applied for it on the 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 third and i got it on the seventh for some craziness and i'm just like oh that's good for them and they i don't know they said they went some other state like texas or something and they use a small regional bank or something so i don't know i guess you know my bank is just taking their time Let's, re let's rewind bank. just a little bit. So I was explaining to the content team what the PPP 
was because they weren't all familiar with it. So PPP, Paycheck Protection Program, is an initiative under the CARES Act where the government has set aside close to $35 billion to um, make available in loans. Ain't enough. Okay, can we get started? No, something? keep going. I'm and just doing your background commentary. And loans to small businesses. That is you said bi billion? 35 billion? 35 billion. Ain't enough. Okay. Keep going, though. I'm back. I'm doing the um, back, the back doing audio backup? for you. Oh, okay. Keep going. All right. I'll do it in a lower voice. So for businesses with fewer than 500 employees, as well as for self-employed uh, people <laughs> and sole proprietors, um, you can get, you can apply for up to 2.5 times your average monthly payroll expenses. Two and a half times. 2.5 times your average monthly payroll expenses okay now the interest rates are significantly low based on what i read from our bank um it's less than one percent i think i read either 0.98 or 0.95 percent i'll take it right like if you went to get a mortgage and you had 800 credit score the best you could do right now might be three point something percent. Yeah, probably so. Three and some change. Less than one percent interest is unheard of, at least in what I'm used to dealing with. So just just the fact that we could have access to money at that type of interest rate um, helps. Yeah, it helps when you get it. <laughs> Additionally, the the money should be used towards payroll expenses, which include your salaries, your benefits, your health care costs, your retirement contributions and expenses. Um, you can also use the loan towards rent or mortgage payments, interest payments on debt. And as long as you use 75% of it towards the um, qualified expenses, it's forgivable. 75%? I thought you had to spend all of it. Well... Whatever I don't know. Like I'm just saying. You you. I've heard so much stuff. Like at this point, I'm just like whatever. I'll read the fine print when they say you have it, and then I'll know exactly what I need. You're supposed there. to spend at least seventy five percent of it towards those qualified expenses, and then it's and forgiven. then you have to. You're supposed to submit documentation to your banks showing that you did that. Did just that. Um, oh, and easy. then whatever you spend on the payroll expenses can yeah. be forgiven right so it's forgivable it's a forgivable loan if you spend it on what they say you can spend it on right. otherwise you pay it back at some ridiculously low interest rate right so it's two and a half times your payroll they loan you and what's the time period do you have to use it in um they want you to use it over eight weeks so two months two and a half you said eight weeks yeah for two months that's two months, month. but I'm saying you get two and a half times. I know, but I'm just saying, oh, well, you only have to spend 75% of it? At least. Well, that's a no-brainer. Like, just, can you send me the money? <laughs> okay, so Mr. Hello? Mr. Cope Hello? is waiting to get his PPP check. PPP people. PPPP. But let's put let's put that in per into perspective, right? So the goal of the government is to make sure that, number one, people keep getting money that is employees keep getting paid even right. if it's just for another eight weeks right i heard you say not enough 
It ain't enough. It ain't enough, but it's something to get started. But I'm saying it's not even enough to give to everybody, every business. Well, every many, business is not even going to apply. That's the sad part. Well, whatever. I heard some statistic. They said by like April 17th, they were going to be out of the, whatever this first amount of money for PPP is anyway. And everybody hasn't even gotten theirs. Well, think of it as like the business lotto. Nah, it's just not a lotto. It's like, I'm not thinking of it as a business lotto. They said if you're a small business, you could apply for PPP. So if I apply first day or apply 10th day, the business every business should get it. It's not first come, first serve for PPP. It's you need it, you apply for it, you spend the money according to the rules, you don't pay it back. If you don't, you pay it back. There should be no, it should be. I put my application in third, I get processed third. I put it in 25th, I get processed on the, the the, in 25th in line. It's like when I call into the customer support line. You are number 13. I got to wait for 12 people in front of me. I don't understand what the problem is. So there are many life lessons around PPP. And I was talking to the content team and I tried to illuminate some of those life lessons, right? So we. Oh, I'm waiting to hear this. So we bank. Because I'm salty right now. Go ahead. We bank with more than one bank. Yup. And we have... Which will remain nameless because I don't want to drop no fire on nobody right now. But go ahead. Don't drop any fire because your check is in transition. No. Transition? I don't need a check in transition. PPP now. PPP. They said it's live. Here's my application. Oh, you want these documents? Here you go. No problem. Oh, you need this too? Here you go. No problem. You need a DNA sample? Here. No problem. Okay, what else would you like? Oh, we're good. We'll follow up. So here I'm waiting. are waiting. three lessons. Waiting. Three lessons Still from PPP. Waiting. waiting. Hold up. Let me check my account real quick while you talk. The lessons. Go ahead while I check. The first lesson is relationships are so important. Get that banking app. One of my besties works at a large. Nope, not there yet. U.S. bank. And we've been talking about the experience applying for the PPP. And after the first day, she came back and told me. Still waiting. Yes, you're still waiting because the computer infrastructure is outdated. Hey, listen, I, like, I hear it. But you know what? I get zero passes as a small business owner when it comes to any rules, regulations, or requirements that we need to meet or submit by a deadline or they give me a fine or they say you get this penalty and blah 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 so are we in unprecedented times absolutely but at the same time it's not like somebody just said tomorrow ppp somebody sat somewhere drafted it thought about it came up with it and said this is how we're going to do it this is how we're going to roll it out you're telling me that there are institutions out there who make billions, if not trillions of dollars a year, and they can't figure out how to get an online application, and I upload the documents, and then I submit it, and you tell me whether I'm approved or not in a reasonable amount of time? Hell no, because if I wanted to go to a bank for a loan or a mortgage right now and apply online, they'd be like, in three days, you're approved, or you get pre-approved. Like, I know. So part, no. of, part of the lesson Still is waiting. that you need to understand the systems. Oh, I understand the systems, but I don't think the systems 
understand what they need to do to service the people that they want to come into their system. I'm not disagreeing with you on that. But when you understand the systems and you know that the systems don't understand, that's when you speak truth to power. That's when we as small businesses have to advocate on our own behalf, right? I'm speaking right now. You're not speaking speaking to power, though. Because the people that voted this in, the legislators, they don't know. Have you had a conversation with Chuck Schumer? uh, None of them don't know. They all say the same thing. How many politicians have sat there and said small businesses need tax incentives? incentives? I do not need a tax incentive. You know what I need? A cash injection. Tax credits does not help a small business get from pay period to pay period, weekly or bi-weekly, because the tax credit comes at the end of the year. By the end of the year, the small business could be gone, poof, vanished. I don't need tax credits in the year. You want to do me a favor, politicians? Give me tax credits and a cash infusion. Give me both. That would be awesome, because I could use the cash to stimulate my business and to pay payroll and to buy the goods and supplies we need to our clients pay. Some of us, you know, on the net 30, net 45. So we don't see our funds from the client until 30, 45 days. That's if, if they pay on time. And now how many clients are paying because they might be stricken by this whole COVID-19. No, some of them just using the excuse. I'm not some disagreeing with you on that, but I'm saying like some of them, they're not right, right? How many of them are closed? Like there's clients that on the commercial side, that we service who are closed right now, right? And they still have an outstanding invoice. I ain't seeing that till they open back up. When will that be? I don't know. June, July. Nobody knows. Just for the record, you don't need to open your doors to send me check ACH. No, but I'm just saying if if it's a they say, oh, listen, our finance people are all at home. Like they're not working from home. We've totally like some of the clients have totally shut down. It's not like, oh, like this whole work from home, that doesn't work for everybody. Like every business can't say everybody go rem- work remotely. It just doesn't work that way. We can't do that at the box. Understood. Everybody working from home. Understood. We're going to clean people's clothes at home. Understood. Some of the people though that are watching and listening, okay. they want to see a positive spin. It is positive, but I'm, like, I'm not being negative. I'm talking realistic. So you're talking about the elected officials. Elected officials, I don't need a tax. That's all you hear them talking about. Oh, you're going to get this tax thing, tax credit or tax incentive. No, so do you want the lesson? No, no sir. No, Do you ma'am. want the lesson? I'll take the lesson. I'll the also lesson take is, the PPP it don't help for you to tell me. It doesn't help to say it into the microphone. If you don't advocate to your elected officials, then shame on you. Okay. I'm When's telling the them now. They're not going to come to you. When's the last you time go what? To them. When's the last time you reached out to your electeds? It's been a minute. And that's why you don't have your PPP. No. Like, look, first of all, I sat on the community board in our neighborhood for like 10 years. You talk about a disconnect? Disconnect? How many elected officials make rules and regulations for small businesses here in New York City who have ever run a small business, owned a small business, or worked in a small business? How many? I'm sure the number is very small. But the rules and regulations they put out on a regular basis affect us. How many of them have had, oh, focus groups, and they bring in small business owners from a variety of businesses and say, listen, this is what we're thinking about doing. I want to hear your feedback. 100% unadulterated truth about how this would impact your business. Nope. Right? But who do they go to? They go to the people they know. They call to they go to the people that call them. They go to the people that email them. They go to the people that write them checks. So that I mean, small business owners? Those are not the small business owners that's out here like trying to survive. I respectfully disagree with you. Nah, it, and if they the ones they talking to it's a small group. They're not talking to enough. It's just like how many times you hear when they talk about the polls. 
right? They say, oh, we did an exit poll. We did an opinion poll. This person is leading in the polls. They talk about that with the presidential poll all the time. I lived in New York all my life. I've yet to get polled. When does that happen? Because you don't answer your phone. No, they don't call me. Of course. I do answer my phone. They don't call. And when they're a telemarketer, hang up. They don't poll me. They say, oh, today at the exit poll, so-and-so is in the lead. When has, like, I want to meet someone in New York City who's been polled, right? But then when they talk about the polls, what do they say? Uh, in Iowa or Ohio. What? Sorry, Mr. <laughs> does, <laughs> does that represent the demographic of the majority of people that live in New York City? Like, New York City is a, is a, is a, is a big city. People of all diverse backgrounds but and New York City is not representative of the entire nation. No, but how about you do a poll in different places where's, Wait, where there's a lot of people? That's not the topic for today. Okay, well, uh, PPP, what's the lesson you were talking about? So the lesson is, number one, you have to advocate for yourself and your business, and you can't wait until you're in the fire to, well, as, I heard, as I heard somebody say, they wanted to wait until the whole frame of the building was on fire before they called the fire department. You can't wait until you... The whole frame of the buildings on fire to call your electeds you need to build relationships with your electeds as soon as possible so that they know who you are so when you say i didn't get my ppp they can be like oh snap jessica we got to get you your ppp because you got a lot of security yeah, guards but they don't have nothing to do with it they do have something to do with the it. the bank has something to do with it. the bank directly the the paperwork is submitted directly to your bank and the bank process the bank is processing ppp it's a straight loan through the bank and then the SBA backs the bank on it. The, uh, the banks still... The question is, so why are the banks taking so long to process some Lesson number two is understand the system. Okay. Because the banks... Part of the bank's bottleneck is because the SBA has an antiquated back, uh, background system. The, the infrastructure, the technology infrastructure that the SBA uses is out of date. So banks... That goes back to what I said before. So banks are literally having to manually input applications well if that's true shame on sba because how in this day and age you don't have a viable platform to submit documentation because if small business is not important to whomever's in the administration oh well there you go they're not gonna put the sba small business it's not important that sounds like an oxymoron to me like i like how can you not like smartphones people use them how do you not have an infrastructure to support inputting of data? We, we have bad infrastructures across the board. We have transportation infrastructures that sting. We have financial infrastructures that sting. We have technology Sh- infrastructures that them. sting. Shame on them. But, but part of what enables that is that we don't hold our electeds accountable to put the money into the places that are going to shore up these infrastructures. I'm not, gonna, I'm not agreeing or disagreeing with that. All I'm saying is there was a problem. A pandemic. There was the solution to say businesses will get PPP, right? That was one of the solutions. So if you decide to do that, what is going to be the plan to make sure it gets implemented? And this goes to what we always talk about, right? I talk about execution. Right. Somebody came up with a great idea, PPP, but listen, ideas suck. Execution is everything. So where's the execution to make sure, like, how come people, like, didn't they just start rolling out people's stimulus checks? Did you get your stimulus check? Uh, today. Okay. Right. But I'm just saying. Some people, people not going to get theirs till May or June. Right. But hey, I'd rather get my PPP money from my business than get a stimulus check in my personal pocket. And that that's like word is bond. Like, I'd rather get for, for the business because the business pays other people in the community. Like, a stimulus money in my pocket ain't doing jack. You know where my stimulus money is going? Right into the business. 
right? Like people like PPP is more important than stimulus. But the point is, we talking about stimulus. How are we one of the greatest nations in the world? And something so simple as get get giving away money has got to be the easiest thing in the world to do. Like, look, I've got money here, free. Giving away money is easy. How do we not get it right? How do we? How does it take so long? And how come people who have applied for it in a, in a shorter amount of time than people who are first in line have received it and others haven't? That's the ideas of crap. Execution is everything. Dollar question. Thirty-five billion. But the question, but the the, the, the it issue ain't enough. is the issue is even if it's not enough, how do you benefit from it? How do you possession yourself, your businesses, your family, your community, your employees to benefit best of PPP? So, this comes the third lesson. Well, okay. lesson 3.5. Three and a half. I'm ready. So, when Still you were waiting. on your call this morning, I was eavesdropping. Zero privacy. Somebody remind me to close my office door the next time. You see the space between us? That's the equivalent of his office door. Closed. <laughs> Anyhow, so, one of the people on the call mentioned... And it changed my whole perspective on how I looked at the PPP money. That if the government gave him 2.5 times his average monthly payroll and he was already paying his employees. It's, it's bank. It's cake. It's cake. Right. It's, like, it, listen, I am not disputing PPP money is a blessing. But wait, let's slice into that cake. Because some people out there who are business owners or who are um, self-employed may not be connecting the dots, right? If you were already going to pay your people, if you already had that money accounted for, and now the federal government gives you 2.5 times the average monthly payroll expenses that you were already going to spend, now you have cake with which you can do what you can do whatever you want like legitimately for the business like don't go buy a new car like don't go get a Benz or something like that like legitimately take if hypothetically if two and a half times your payroll is a hundred thousand dollars take the hundred thousand dollars and put it back into your business and freaking two three exit during corona so then what if you had that hypothetical one hundred thousand dollars to put back in your business how would you use that? So let me take a step back before I talk about what I would do with two and a half times. Now, because first you got to talk about is the business still running that gets this PPP money, right? Versus a business who's closed versus a business who's only running at half the capacity or maybe 40% of their capacity because they had to close, you know, shut down part of their business. So the reason I'm salty is because about PPP. I'm, you know, we're laughing and joking and we're talking or whatever. Getting the PPP money is one thing, right? And we happen to be in a different position than some businesses because we're, our businesses are listed as essential. But just because you're listed as essential doesn't mean everything is all fruit and, and red and rosy for you also. Because there are essential businesses who are open and still seeing no business. There are essential businesses who are open and business is kind of like normal for them. And then there are other essential businesses who are killing it because whatever, what they do is in very high demand right now. Like someone who makes gloves and masks, like they're 
their production is probably mapped out for the next two, three months for them to meet the quotas, right? So I'm I'm salty that the frustration is there are businesses who are literally waiting for PPP money to come into their account because that's their only lifeline to make it to June or July or whenever they decide they're going to flip the switch. And let's be clear, the economy coming back on ain't flipping the light switch. This thing is more like opening a valve. Right. You opening a big valve and you're slowly turning it and the water is slowly. This is a big pipeline that's got to be opened back up. It's easy to close that pipeline, but it ain't easy to open it back up. Right, because you got all that that's been. You, there's a lot of things to take into account now. You got a lot of pinned up. <laughs> I was gonna say aggression. You got a lot of pinned up economics sitting still now. So somebody goes and turns the valve or flip the switch. The question is, what are going to be some of the, the 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 negative effects of all of a sudden now the economy comes right back on and people are. You think people rushed out and brought all the toilet paper and brought all this. The paper towels and all water and all that when they thought the world was coming to an end because of Corona. What's going to happen when people, they supposedly say everything goes back to whatever normal is and people running out now to go get haircuts or to get their nails done or get their hair did or to go get whatever they couldn't get because things were shut down on Corona. Mm -hmm. Right. Think about that. That's going to be a whole nother economic drain on the supply chain, because if people who and I tell you right now, if you're in a business who's closed. You should be prepping right now to get ready for when it's time to come back online. You should be contacting your vendors, people in your supply chain, and you should be stocking up on everything you need to run your business for at least two to three months. Because that supply chain is going to get taxed like hell when this thing goes back to normal or whatever the new normal is going to be. So I am just tight because the f- I sl- we were talking about earlier. If this is the plan, if this is what we're going to do to keep these small businesses alive, then let's make it happen in a reasonable amount of time because there are business owners who are counting every day for a PPP check to hit and they're watching their account or waiting to hear back from their banker to say, yours has been processed or it's been approved. You should get it in X amount of time. They're waiting for it and and they're trying to figure out how much longer can I go before this happens, before I have to turn the lights out. Right. I saw some statistic today that talks about well, I don't even remember what the number was, but they were just like, there's only, you know, there's a certain amount of time before this next group of businesses are like, I'm done. Like, I ain't coming back from this. And and now, like, I'm hearing all these numbers now about how many small businesses there are in the United States. Like, well, let's be clear, ladies and gentlemen, these small businesses have always been there. But just like low wage or hourly wage workers that weren't getting much respect in the past, now you see how important these small businesses are to the economy. I hear the politicians talking about senators, the city council people. They're like small businesses. You know what? Small businesses have been the backbone of this country forever. Ever. E-V-E-R. So now... That a lot of us are shut down and you realize how many people are unemployed because small business have been shut down. Like I don't hear the people in the news or the or the, the, the politicians on the news complaining when Joe's pub or when Jackie's pizzeria has to lay off two people. But let 
Amazon or some big company, GE or somebody talking about, oh, we're laying off a couple hundred or a couple thousand people, they're up in arms. Oh, it's not fair. GE's going to lay all these people off. Yeah, but where's that same enthusiasm for Jackie's Pizza Shop where she has to lay off two people because business is slow? I don't hear them complaining about that in the news or giving their speeches when they're in whatever that rotunda or wherever they talk about it or in City Hall or in some park or they call everybody together. Why aren't they talking about that? Because if politicians were really on their game, they could have a bigger impact on small businesses, making a huge difference in their neighborhood where the votes come from. Hint, hint. They could have a huge impact on that. How about discretionary funds that politicians have? Couldn't you use that to help your businesses in your community? Like, I don't know. I'm just reaching here. So that's where my frustration comes in because here are businesses who are dying for this money. And it's not because they want to get the money to go gas in a g5 they want to take the money to give to their employees right so you asked me what i would do with my ppp money so i go back to the original question in my scenario that you're asking me is the business still operating is your, your business is still operating yes right but we're we, you asked me what i would do i would do a couple different things with ppp money depending so we're, we're talking about ppp for our audience for our viewers so in your question is it is, am I answering the question for a business that's still running during, during Corona? A business that's slightly running because part of our business, like a restaurant, they can only do takeout, they can't do dine-in. Or the business is completely shut down due to Corona. Talk about a business that's running. Talk about your business, what you would do with $100,000 in PPP. If, if $100,000 was two and a half times my payroll and my business is running, whether it's I'm a restaurant and... I can't. I a dry cleaner. No, hold up. Mm -hmm. Let me finish. Right? Whether it's the soapbox, which we're running 100% right now because we're an essential business, or if I had a restaurant and part of it was shut down because people can't dine in, I could only do takeout. Right? I would take that 100000 of two and a half times my average payroll and do a couple things. The first thing I would do is take that money and put it in a separate account. 100% separate account and account for every penny that I use for it in that separate account. After that, I would then go and come up with a plan, if which I should have had done already. But I would have a written game plan for what I'm going to do with $100,000. And if you don't have a written plan, all I'm going to say is go look at the shows where they talk about past lotto winners. And they get hella money and they hella broke. Because they had no plan. So I would create a plan. Step two. Step one, separate account. Step two, a written plan for where every dollar will go. And in that plan, I would already have outlined that my current payroll is already going to be taken care of by my existing funds. So we're talking about a business that's operating, who's not looking at PPP to say, if I, I need this to keep going, I'm already operating. So in that scenario, your PPP money becomes cake, right? It becomes gravy. Your face doesn't look like you just got gravy or cake. It looks like... It looks like goose eggs, scrambled yeah, eggs. Nothing you got, right? Because I'm giving you the long version and they're giving us the zero minute sign. Sorry, so is life, right? I'm still waiting on my PPP money. So you still waiting for me. So two, that would be the second thing. I would have a written plan. The third thing I would do is allocate that money to different segments of growing the business during Corona. Marketing, 
I would allocate some more towards payroll for my team members, some type of bonus slash hazard pay for what they're, you know, potentially could or um, be doing and involved in the business, depending on, you know, what type of business, level of exposure, things of that nature. How much social distancing can you do in your business? I would use some of that to buy additional supplies for my team to make sure they stay safe and stay healthy because if any one of them gets sick, they can contaminate everyone else at the business and then I'm really shutting down because I have no team members even though I'm essential, right? So I would spend that on safety, a portion of that on safety. I said marketing, safety, some type of additional pay for team members. And then I would go back and look at any crazy ideas that we had on the books in the past that we wanted to implement in the business but at that moment we either didn't have the funding or we just felt it wasn't the proper time and i would allocate some of that money towards some of those crazy ideas and launch them now while people are still home and their attention is glued to their devices because they've got nothing else to do right now zero thank you no thank you for your patience all right and so everybody else so as we wrap up this episode of the Commerce and Chill podcast, um, I just want to reiterate what some of our lessons were, at least my lessons Still in going through the PPP application process. Number one, um, as my girlfriend, Benita McCann, reminded me, you got to shoot your shot. You don't score unless you shoot your shot. <laughs> Shout out to I'm not even going to say what just went through my mind when you said that. Um, so if you don't submit an application, if you don't, call your banker if you don't do anything nothing will happen submit everything everyone fill out every freaking application there is don't submit the same application at different banks for the same thing don't i'm not telling you commit fraud i'm saying what is it idle mm -hmm. there's ppp mm -hmm. there's a bunch of grants out there from different companies and organizations apply for every single one of them so lesson number one is shoot your shot if you don't, don't apply lazy. you won't get it you won't even be waiting because it's, gonna, it's you, gonna be gone before you you ain't submit. waiting because you ain't put it in number two is make sure you have a strong team whether it's your team of advocates your team of uh support like your administrators your accountants um your bankers so that they understand you and they understand your business and when opportunities come they can give you the right direction the right information i know that before the, the application went live our accountant was calling us with the numbers that we needed oh, yeah. to submit it our bankers were calling us saying watch the website 4 30 the application goes live yes bankers um i'm still waiting we're sending you a, a outline that you can use a calculator to help calculate how much you're capable of applying for and actually our banker sent the calculator and what we were eligible to apply for was much larger than what our accountant originally expected based on the original guidance the sba had given so i'll take more as a result when we get our ppp money we'll have a little cake and icing to take care of our payroll expenses and some of those crazy ideas you've talked about. Yeah. And then the last lesson is to understand the systems, right? Because having people in the right places helped us to understand the limitations of the SBA system so that we don't get as frustrated when we don't get the money as quickly um, and that we can pace ourselves with respect to our cash flow, our business decisions, and how we communicate with our clients. And um, 
lesson 3.5 is you have to advocate on your own behalf. When you understand the system and you can tell your story, then you put the politicians, the elected, the people in power on notice that you're not just going to sit aside and wait that you have expectations and that you're going to hold them accountable until that PPP money is in your account. So those are our PPP lessons. Apply, get your money, shoot your shot. Thanks for checking in with Commerce and Chill, where we have the intersection of entrepreneurship, business, and love. Get your money, get your cake, shoot your shot, and we hope to see you on an upcoming episode. Don't forget, subscribe, rate, Leave a comment, tell your granny you know, and come back for more. We appreciate you. We love you. We'll see you soon. I'm still waiting.